You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles growth, and support couples strengthening. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where you can connect with us on air. Send us your questions through Facebook Messenger or visit us at askthemartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. This episode of the Soul Ties Podcast has been brought to you by the Soul Ties Detox. Are you trying to get over a devastating divorce, bad breakup, or a toxic relationship, but feel like there is an addictive like pull that keeps you connected to them? Do you find yourself fed up with their behavior and the cycles of them hurting you? You make the decision to move forward, but you somehow end up right back in their grip and under their toxic influence every time. You need to learn about a new process that helps you to first understand why you can't seem to break free from them and then gives you the step-by-step plan of action to disconnect and begin to heal from the damage they've done to you. A step-by-step plan of freedom, peace, and a road to healthy relationships. The official Soul Ties Detox program will take you on a journey from heartbreak to wholeness while also helping you regain your self-image and control from the people who have constantly been hurting you. To learn more, visit the soultiesdetox.com forward slash course today. That's the soultiesdetox.com forward slash course. Now, let's get into today's episode. So let's uh, go ahead and read this letter today. It's a very, very um, heartfelt letter. We wanted to make sure we were able to get to it. And I'll go ahead and get started. Okay. Dear Ken and Takara. That's us. That's us. He's Ken. I'm Takara. I am so excited to have met y'all at Woman Evolve. You have no idea how on time this was. Thank you for your openness. I picked up your detox box and book because I was hoping it would help. I know we talked a little there, but I want to give some details. I can honestly say that I keep going back to someone who hurts me over and over again. He's a quote unquote man of God. And when we first started dating, he said that I was everything he was looking for in a wife. And I have to admit that he had me right there at hello. I jumped full speed into preparing to be his wife and began to make all of the changes and compromises for us. Mm. We spent all of our time together, began making all sorts of plans for our future. And every one of my friends that met him really loved him. He was amazing. About five months in, I started seeing some changes. I started seeing some changes in the way that he acted towards me. He stopped spending as much time with me saying he's gotten busy. Mm -hmm. It felt like I became sorry. It felt like I came at the end of whatever else he was focused on. And after I felt like I was an afterthought um, or when he had spare time for me. Every time I asked if we were good, he would say, yeah, and tell me that he loved me. But it was still off. Okay, I'm going to hurry this up. One morning, I think it was a Sunday somewhere around 3 a.m., I got a call. Not a text, not an Amber Alert, an actual call. Mm -hmm. I thought Mm -hmm. somebody had died. 
Don't nobody in their right mind unless, sorry, don't nobody in their right mind call like that unless they dead or in jail. But it wasn't. It was a woman. A woman who said she'd seen my number in her man's phone and she was trying to figure out if this was what she felt like it was. I asked her who her man was and sure enough, it was the same guy I'm dating. They had been together for three months. So I confronted him about it. He didn't even try to hide it. He was up front and said that he was talking, quote unquote, talking to this woman, but he wouldn't be if not for me. Mm. Like what? <laughs> he said after a few months with me, he noticed things about me that weren't exactly what he'd consider wife material. And this is after he called me his whole wife mm. from jump. When I asked him what he meant, he said, I don't support him enough. I don't give him the attention he needs. And he wasn't sure if I would ever change. Mm -hmm. And because he questioned me, I, he was tempted by other women. I know this makes me sound stupid, y'all, but I didn't break up with him. I tried harder to please him. I tried to be what he said I wasn't. I really believed that I, that I wasn't doing enough. It's been two years and he's still saying that I'm not doing enough. And during this time, he's cheated at least two more times. Each time I get mad and say I'm done and leave. And then he finds his way back either in, sorry, and then he finds his way back in either by guilting or romancing me. Both have their way of working. So that's why I purchased your book. I'm ready for this cycle to be over. I'll start reading, but I wanted to get some of your insight too. Is there something wrong with me? Why can't I let go? Or when I think I do, how does he keep making me feel like he did when we first met? I love him. I admit it, but I don't think he will ever change and give me what I deserve. What do I do? I want to be free, but I keep going back. Okay. Now, here's the thing. The first thing I want to say right now is that within this type of broadcast, within what we do, we always deal with things with compassion yep. and with the whole heart. It's very, very, very important that we understand that anyone can be in this kind of situation. Absolutely. Is something wrong with you? No. Um, but we want to, there's some things that need to be corrected along the way, and we'll jump into that. Um, but first, uh, I think we wanted to kind of... I mean, the hardest thing about this, I think even with what we do um, as people, you know, we're helpers, we're counselors, we connect with people, we deal a lot with women who go through this. And I um, said something, I even said it on Instagram today, that... I fight and I go hard when somebody tells me that they're in a situation that they do not want to be in. When they're in a situation that somebody keeps hurting them. And I think I go so hard sometimes, and you, you might even hear it tonight. I'm going to tell you right now. I think I go so hard sometimes because I have been this woman. I have been in these relationships. And I feel like if I can just help you see what I saw then I can help you overcome what I overcame. And it's so much more difficult um, to hear that in my voice sometimes because I'm so strong and I'm so um, gung-ho about it. But it's like, listen, 
I've been there. I've found the condoms in my man's drawer and we didn't have them. You know what I mean? I've found different letters. I found emails. I've gotten calls at 3 and 4 a.m. I've had women come to my job. I've had women call my job. Not with Kenyon Martin. No, no. No, no. Long before Kenyon Martin. But I've had all these things happen to me and it wasn't until I am on the floor in the bathroom stall of my workplace crying to the point of being sick to my stomach that I had to look at myself and say, okay, what else am I going to put up with and tolerate before I say enough? Right. And all of us have to get to that point where we say, you know, whether you find yourself on the bathroom floor or you find yourself on your closet floor, everybody has to get to that point where they say it is enough. And so while we're going to address some things and give some great advice tonight, all of us, all of you who are dealing with this, who have dealt with this, who continue to deal with this, know that our hearts are in a place where we want you to see and believe better for yourself, number one. Right, right, right. But also we know that there is nothing that you are that we can compel you to do until you are absolutely ready and i'm telling you right now girl i've been there and i will be here when you are ready to walk on out of that absolutely absolutely so how how do you deal with this right now okay. well you got the book why don't you go ahead and <laughs> no 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 i understand I understand, and uh, obviously Takar understands, that it's not going to be in, pardon us, our pit is in the back and he's having a blast. A so, blast. So if you hear him in the background, that's just a partying puppy. Um, so we understand, and we understand why we take those steps. And I want to make sure that we understand and that we make it clear. I think Takara said something really awesome in the sense that you have to be ready. The altar call is easy. Yes. Getting to the front, I mean, you know, you get you get nervous when you feel that that pull out of your seat. The altar call is easy. It's easy to let the emotions off and let the tears dry. Right. Or run and then dry or whatever the case may be. It's after you leave the building, what are you committed to doing? And so that's what's going to be extremely important with yes. you tonight. So here's what we're going to do now. Obviously, this situation is not, um, I think, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Angela. Angela said, this sounds like a familiar song. Absolutely. Because this is something that, that's the reason why we wanted to bring it up. Because this is not something that is um, uh, just right here. It's, it's not, yeah. a, 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 it's just not this single moment or this single email or this single letter or this single text. This is something that we see often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over and over, over and again. Over and over and over again, right? So, first of all, let's go ahead and set some ground rules. Yes. For for us to for us to for us to address this. <laughs> don't get mad. This is very, very important. But don't get mad. Because you guys know where we come from, you know how we teach. Two rules. Two rules we we're not gonna go, go too deep into them, but two rules that's gonna help keep about seventy percent of y'all out of these type situations, then we're going to talk about how we get and into the other thirty percent is going to free some of you right now. Let's <laughs> go ahead and touch. You're going to get free right now. Let's go ahead and touch the screen of your phone right now. <laughs> well, it's a touch screen, so it's going to touch your back. Hey, <laughs> rule number one: You are single until you married or engaged. We include engaged because that is an absolute commitment for the to legitimize the long term relationship or the marriage if that makes sense yes you are single until you're married dating is the 
opportunity to assess to see if that person is worthy yes. of your investment and longevity and time. Yes. During the dating time, your your feelings are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna, you can, might get lied to. You might get used, misused, abused, and promises might be broken, but you can never be cheated on simply because this is not a cheated on circumstance. Right. This is somebody else making a an actual decision. This is somebody else understanding that they have options while you're trying to act like you don't. No, wait. There. This is somebody acting like they have options and exercising everything within their options while making you believe that you don't have any Amen. yourself. Good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you so That's much for that That's the difference. Clarity. I think the very first thing that happens when we walk into these situations and somebody says, you feel like or you seem like you could be my wife, they're automatically locking you into a, a mental commitment to say, cool, I'm not going to look nowhere else. Even if they wander in elsewhere, it locks you in emotionally because they know that's what you needed to hear in order to begin to make an emotional and a mental commitment to whatever came after that. Absolutely. So number one, rule number one, you are single until you're married. Rule number two, you just go ahead and hang your hat on this one as well. Just because someone says they know God does not mean that they are a God sin or they are godly. Come on, church. Plenty of us are present in places that are not present inside us. Many of us do it every day. It's called a job. (laughs) And you go there and and you're you're looking at the clock for 9 to 10 hours waiting to leave there. Some of you 12 hours so that you can leave whatever is going on there there. The bottom line is this is that you got you have to test a tree by its fruit. You have to watch the behavior. You have to watch the character. I think I was saying and, and I think I was saying this earlier today. We were talking about something totally different. All right. Totally out the blue. But and I won't tell you what we were talking about, but the idea came to me is that this is the reason why I love like Moses. Yes. Because Moses <laughs> he couldn't talk. Moses didn't have a good stage presence. Remember that? Right. Moses Moses didn't have a good presentation. He didn't have nothing but God telling him what to do. And so what Moses had to do, he had to lean as a free man. Right. He had to lean on a slave, someone who was already going to be looked at as lower in order to relay that message to whomever he needed to relate to the Pharaoh, whatever the case may be. The guy, the, the bottom line is this, mm-hmm. is that you can get overtaken by silver tongues all day long. That's right. There's polished, they're shiny, and they sound and look good. <laughs> and that's the problem. We get committed to silver tongues, but we're not committed to character. Right. So two rules, and then we're going to dive into this. You're not, you're single until you're married. Right. I don't care how long you've been dating. You've been, you're single until you're married. And number two, everybody who say they're of God is not from God. And that, that, the reason why I say that, you, it's very important because we get too many letters of he was a godly man or a godly woman. We get those two. There's, there's no differentiation. We get, too many, we get too many people describing the person that hurt them by first arguing for their piety oh and that's a problem to me yes ma'am you know why it's a problem 
Because when somebody starts out by defending the person, the very person who hurts them, when you start off defending them, you've already made a case in your mind for why you should allow them to continue to hurt you. That's it. That's it. Seriously. Seriously. So when you lead with that, that is the reason. And, And it's subconscious. You don't realize it. But guess what? It's because you love them. But you've already made a case for their bad behavior and you've uh, blanketed it into um, being a man or a woman of God and they just have flaws. And it comes across as they did this to me, they did this to me, they did this to me, but this is who they are. So I stick on them Mm. or I stick to them. Yeah. So we have, that's the reason why we made those two rules. Now let's move forward because I really want to address this letter. I want everyone to pull in. Many of you have had the situation where you stayed in a bad situation or a bad relationship and couldn't let go. You're not stupid. You're not crazy. Mm. And you're not silly. There is no judgment here. This is a safe place. But just because this is a safe place doesn't mean we're not going to tell you the truth. Those things are not you. You're built for relationship. But I'm going to tell you, utilizing this letter, how, how people get caught and into the cycle right and end up getting recycled in this cycle right you see what i'm saying yes okay so there are four statements in this letter that i was able to pull out okay right? four statements in this letter that identify the cycle i'm gonna give you the statements mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna tell you what part of the cycle or what part of the stage in the cycle it is okay okay the first statement is he said i was everything he was looking for That's number one. Number one. Number two, I jumped full speed Mm -hmm. into preparing to being his wife and began to make all the changes and compromises for us. Yes. Okay. Number three, I started seeing some changes in the way he acted towards me. Mm -hmm. And number four, I tried harder. Does that sound familiar? Raise your hand in here if it sounds familiar to you. He said, I was the one. I jumped dead into it. He started acting funny, and I started acting harder. I started loving harder. Yes. How many people have been there? Now, this is a, this is a, a, a woman writing this letter, but men do it too. It's just that men don't release that kind of information because it makes them feel weak yes. or look yes. vulnerable. Except when they can trust somebody, when they can trust another man. And, and I get it because right. I get those letters too. Right. But understand how many people. Come on, hands. Look at Beatrice. Come <laughs> Beatrice on, hands. Like me. I raise my hand right here. Listen, I have been there more than once, maybe more than twice. Come on, hands. Look at Angela. Come on, hands. Look at Angela. Other Angela got six hands up there. Right. That's the mark of imperfection. The imperfect hand. Okay. So <laughs> she said Leslie said that was me. I know. Me too, Leslie. Look at Jasmine. Look at Leslie. Laquan. Come on now. Shelly. Listen, everybody raising their hands talking about hashtag me too. <laughs> Carlita. Carlita did the remix. She did the uh uh oh my God. Okay. So here's the thing. Each one of those statements right. are a stage. Right. The top two stages are all okay stages for any kind of um, creating a bond in a yes. relationship. The for last naturally two, progressing relationship. Right. The last two stages are the danger stages and a bondage. Yeah. Oh, okay. You better preach. So let me go ahead and I'm going to start and then I'll give these to you. If you'd like to, you can write it down. Look at Lauren. She just. <laughs> she was like, hand, hand. <laughs> Your phone going to blow up. Lauren <laughs> doing a mind ministry in the phone, like all the hands. Just <laughs> Okay. So here it is. 
the first stage where she said, he said, I was everything he was looking for. That's the stage of acceptance, promise, and hope. Yes. We are attracted, male and female, to being received. Right. Uh, now we're attracted to other things too. I mean, they got to be fine. They got to look good. They got to, you know, we we know Bald all head, we know all the you know <laughs> beard, sexy lips, amen. We, we know all the physical traits that we're looking for. Thank you, babe. But <laughs> but also we are responsive, internally responsive to being accepted. Mm. And so statements like that tells us especially you ladies, because you look to men to make decisions. Yes. And because you're looking to men to make decisions, you're looking to men for that, that air or that spark of leadership that right. take charge. And so when he says you are the one, or I see in you what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. you see, you feel the acceptance, you hear the promise and you operate in the hope. One more time, honey. Just one more time. Just say that. <laughs> you feel the acceptance. Mm -hmm. You hear the promise. Mm -hmm. And you operate or, act, or you're active in a relationship in the hope. Yes. You're looking towards the future. There are nothing in those three words put together that says, I quit. There's nothing in those three words put together that says, I'm still assessing you. There's nothing in those three words put together that says, you know what? I need to take a step back. There is, there is not a no in those three words. Right. Okay. Right. And what happens is those three words gets you emotionally, gets us emotionally involved and connected where we've already made future decisions from this point right now. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Here's the thing, because I know a lot of us, we, I mean, listen, ladies, we want to be married. We want to be in a committed relationship that leads to marriage. We are not saying that every man who says you have the traits and the characteristics of a wife is out to get you or it's out to, you know, be misleading Absolutely or not. to be dangerous. I told you that. Right. I was just ready to say that Kenyon <laughs> very much so told me that I had the characteristics that he was looking for in a wife. He did not say his wife, but he said initially that he had the characteristics that he was looking for in a wife. From there, though, what began to happen was he began to operate it from a place that said he was assessing me to be his wife, to see if I could be his wife, but I also still assessed everything that he did according to his actions, not what he said. And from there, the relationship grew. So if somebody does tell you these things, we're not saying run as fast as you can, ladies. What we're saying is receive the hope, receive the acceptance, but do not operate in that and do not operate in any relationship without first assessing and walking along with that Ooh. person for a long period of time to make sure that they are exactly who they say they are. Absolutely. The reason, the first stage is not a problem. The only times it becomes a problem is when you move into that stage prematurely. Right. And that's what usually happens. We move into that stage prematurely. Now that stage leads to the second stage. So we got the first one, right. acceptance, promise, and hope. The second stage is investing in molding mm. so what happens is is we are driven by that acceptance mm -hmm. we are driven by that promise and we're definitely driven by future hope right so what we begin to do is invest into yes. the relationship yes 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 we begin to invest into them there's nothing wrong with it unless it's done prematurely 
And so what happens is we continue to invest and to invest and to invest. And here's the thing about human nature. The more you do one thing, the better you get at it. And the more you don't need to think about in order to do it. Mm. That's called a habit. A habit. So what happens is we end up putting ourselves in a position to make that person a habit. That's not a bad thing when you know that there's longevity longevity in it. And it's not a, it's, 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 it's not a wish. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, Takara is a habit. Takara is my biological habit. She is my neurological habit. She's my thought process habit. She's my emotional habit. She's my physical habit. Everything about if something, if something was to happen to her or she was removed from my life, I'd have to grieve because I put so much into investing into yes. her and bonding with her. Again, there's nothing wrong with this stage unless it's done prematurely. The problem is, is when this stage leads to the next or the third stage. Okay, uh -huh. so we got the first two. The third one is when we saw him say, or saw her say, I started seeing some changes in the way he acted towards me that's when bonds become bondage because what you're looking at is you're and you're looking at um a withdrawn emotional investment so everything that got you where you wanted to be the promise the acceptance right the promise right and the hope everything that got you started to invest mm -hmm. is gone mm -hmm. and you're looking for it so let Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to tell you why it's bondage, though. Because the, the biggest thing that happens, they start withdrawing their emotional affection. We've seen it. We go through rough spots, right? We go through things with relationships. Something feels kind of off. It, the reason why this, though, is bondage is because it's actually, you can see that person. You can re react or reach out to that person. You can connect with that person. But when something feels off, I know for me, I'd rather you just like, listen, tell me you're not going to mess with me no more. Tell me this is over with. But it becomes bondage because that person is steadily telling her that everything's fine, but you feel tortured inside because you know something's off. It begins to feel like it's torturing you is why it becomes bondage. Because while you know something's off, mm -hmm. the investment that you've made previously does not let you do anything but stay right there and hope things change absolutely um let me let me introduce to you intuition mm. raise your hand if all of you have ever felt that something was wrong but you were never sure whether it was wrong or not you had no proof at one point in time but eventually not only did you stay until it got wrong but it hurt you mm-hmm let me show you intuition sorry about that the very good <laughs> let, let me let me explain to you so let's just say you got a kitchen we all got kitchens or we all go into kitchens and you organize your cupboards in a particular way your cups are here your glasses are here your your plates are here your seasonings here whatever the case may be you know how things are you have organized that you have invested energy into that kitchen right right so in the fridge or whatever the case may be now one you, you've done this for a long period of time now, how many of you have ever been like you know just looking through the drawers for something and something fell off it wasn't something that you were particularly looking for but you just noticed it was missing because you know that you put energy into it being there 
Right. That's exactly what intuition is. It's being so familiar with what should be the case that you know that when it's not there, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened in this particular letter in the sense that when somebody put a lot into someone else, okay, when she put all of her investment into him and he pulls back, he or he misplaces or he trades up or he shares himself. She doesn't know the reason why. All she know is something's going wrong. Yes, ma'am. Carlita said something very, very good here where she said we have to get to the point where we love ourselves enough to walk away. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what we've been groomed to do in relationships because somebody told us that relationships were supposed to be hard. What we've been groomed to do is stick in long term in relationships where we continuously and repeatedly get hurt over and over again. Even if there is no proof, the number one thing that you should be looking out for is, does this relationship hurt me? Are they operating in behavior that does not make me feel good about myself or this relationship? Period. Even if there is no proof, if they're all of the sudden leaving you hanging when they're supposed to be spending time with you, if they're all of the sudden making you feel like you come second or third string to whatever it is that they've got going on, if they begin to make you feel like they only want to spend time with you on off-peak days and off-peak hours, <laughs> those sort of things. Old school calling plans. Like, you know, that old school nights and weekends plans, you don't get access to those things anymore. Even if there's no proof that there's anything else going on, you have to love yourself enough, like Carlita said, to know that there are certain behaviors that you are no longer going to put up with once it reaches a certain point. And at that point, everything that they do beyond what you say you don't want then rest on you because you're staying there and allowing them to continue to hurt you. So love yourself enough to say, this does not make me feel good. So I'm walking away. Absolutely. And you know, I think that that's our goal after the, after healing, after, after dealing with the healing process, our goal is to teach you to love yourself enough pre, um, before this stuff yes, you have. Exactly. Get it together before it's even presented to you. Okay. So we have the third, what was it? The third stage, uh, withdrawn emotional investment. The last thing is her last statement was I try harder. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Uh huh. Something starts feeling off. They withdraw emotional affection for me. Mm -hmm. So I try harder. Exactly. Now, Here's the thing. You might notice something here. Even though she said a lot about him and what he's done wrong, we're really talking directly to her because she's the one trying to break the cycle. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so the very last thing is what keeps her in the cycle. Mm -hmm. I try harder. Here's the thing. The fourth stage is being emotionally driven to reinvest into what you had at the very beginning. Yes. So what this means is, is that you have the same drive, but that drive is altered. It's twisted. It's, it's, uh, it's perverted in the sense that your drive is still what got you, but it's now what you're chasing after. Your drive. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Your drive becomes desperation. Right. Your drive to um, 
get into something new and romantic and you're excited about where it's going and what's happening turns into a desperation to either hold on to or get back what you feel like has been lost. And that's what she said. She said he makes things new and that's what keeps you there because you're because of what you're looking for and that um, because of what you're looking for is to regain what yes. you had not to continue on with what you have exactly. the second thing is it changes your investments you give the same investment investments but your investments are twisted as well what that means is is that instead of preparing the relationship now you're chasing the relationship mm. you're you're giving in order to get back where you're going so now your energy is not going to building it's going to resurrecting if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. It, it goes it goes into um, rebuilding, if you will. And then your habit is twisted. What you used to do all the time, you still do. You just do it for a different reason. Right. You do it because you're trying to, I'll put it this way. Your habit now is not connected to being in love or building the relationship, your habit is connected to regaining the relationship. Right. And so that's all you're focused on. Mm -hmm. That's all you're connected to. That's all you're trying to do. As a matter of fact, at the end of the day, whenever things do get back right, you're sitting there waiting for them to get wrong so you can invest in that habit again. Yes. So you're looking for the cycle of familiarity because this is now what you're used to and you're molded in that. Yes. And that's how you get not only into that cycle, but that's how you trade up and get with someone else and still set, um, keep the same cycle, have the same person in a different different skin right make sense yes awesome awesome so here's the here's the good news or here's what we want to say to you because you obviously got the book we want to let you know that again we talked about bondage right um we do the whole we do soul ties we 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 train we do all those different things we want you to know that inherently Soul ties are, are not wrong in the sense that it's an intimate connection to someone else. Exactly. It's a bond. It becomes bondage when it begins hurting you and you can't seem to escape it. Does yes, that make sense? Exactly. Okay. So the good news is. Oh, wait. So no, uh -huh, just uh -huh, the way you just put it. that, though. Uh -huh. Soul ties are not inherently bad, no matter what people have said. Right. Soul ties are or not how you've been taught. Yeah. Or how you've been taught. Soul ties are how we bond to one another. Soul ties become bad when that bond becomes bondage. That's it. That's it there, folks. I think that's the most perfect way I've ever heard you put it. Um, ever so Thank you. that's all. no 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 that's fine that's fine that's fine so at least you're not going from cycle to cycle you're just stuck right here in this cycle and and the good news is is that we can get you out or you can learn to get out the right. bad news is which bad news the bad news is and it's for anyone who's there mm -hmm. in order to break the cycle you have to be broken oh yes the reason why is, is because the cycle depends on you to, per, to perpetuate. Mm. It depends on you to go forward. It depends on what drives you. It depends on your investment and it depends on your habit. All three of those, what drives you, your investment, and your habit, that all equals one word, addiction. Right. And addictions are very personal. Right. 
Addictions are very intimate. Addictions are very much part of who we are. Addictions change us, literally. Right. Addictions change our attention span. They change um, our, our, our emotions. They change how we act day to day. They change all they change so much about us. They give us energy when we thought we had no energy. That those late night phone calls or whatnot, right? <laughs> or you know whatever else. I am addicted to Takara. She's a part of me, in a very intimate and and connective way. Right. To break that will break me. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It will hurt. And so if Takara and I were in a toxic relationship. It would still, even though we know that we shouldn't be there, it would still hurt us as much. We would still need to be broken in order to Because, and that's why when people keep saying, oh my gosh, I keep going back. I can't seem to stay away. I keep going back there. It's not because you're stupid. It's not because you're dumb. It's not because you're crazy. It's because there is something literally chemically inside of you that is pushing you back to them. Your body doesn't want to feel that pain. Your mind, your heart does not want to feel that pain. And so what you begin to do is find any way to stop that pain. Some people have gone on and found other relationships while others go back to that same old toxic habit of a relationship because all they wanted to do was stop hurting the focus is when the focus becomes the pain we're only looking for cover we're only looking for a topical ointment we're not looking to um, cleanse the wound we're not looking for healing right. we're looking to stop it and there has been i can't tell you how many times someone said but stop this now I want this over now. Wait. I want it. Uh huh. No, you said. No, no, no. Go ahead. When the focus becomes the pain, the the um, your only goal is to stop the hurting. Mm -hmm. And so we get something that's topical. We give ourselves a painkiller. What happens though after the painkiller wears off? You begin to feel that pain over and over again. So what do you have to keep doing? Taking more and more painkillers in order to avoid feeling that pain. Where are you going with this, Takara? I'm going to tell you right now. So me, when we break a toxic relationship, when we walk away from a toxic relationship, our body, our mind, our heart, everything chemically inside us tells us that we don't want to feel this pain anymore. You need to find a way to stop the pain. A lot of times our exes will come back into our lives and make us feel good over and over again and make us feel just like they did when they first started dating us. They know what to do. You know what that is? That is your painkiller. And then once they feel like they have you right back where you were before, where you were letting them mistreat you, you were letting them not call you on nights and weekends, you were letting them um, go ahead and have these other uh, people in their phones that wasn't you, then they begin to start the pain over and again and you begin to feel that pain over again until no matter where you are inside or outside the relationship there's some level of pain but at least when you're here with them you know what that pain feels like you can predict the movements of that pain you can tell exactly where that pain is going Go so, ahead. So, so, so it's the, are you saying it's like the familiarity of pain? It's like, the familiarity. Like, oh, my hip hurts, so it must go rain. Let me go ahead and prepare for that rain. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so somebody says, yes, walking away is like withdrawing from a drug. That's exactly what it feels like because your body is telling you that I don't want to hurt like this. And so you stay 
for that known hell to avoid having to feel the pain to get to that unknown heaven. Right. Everybody want to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. Listen. But sometimes we got to go. We, we have to die from this. There's mm -hmm. a brokenness that must be gone through. And so the idea is that we appreciate getting the book to help drive you through that program. Absolutely. We, help, we appreciate that. But we've talked to too many people who are actually this way. Yeah. We've, we've talked to too many people who started the process and stopped because of the pain. Because this is not easy. It's not. This, this is not motivational, inspirational, or entertaining you to the next level or to your next season or whatever the case may be. This is, this is about direct. This is about getting it out and getting on with your life. Absolutely. And creating the borders that you need to create in order to be healthy. It's about getting healed, getting healed, becoming a healthy person so that you can obtain a healthy relationship. That's right. That's exactly what it's about. And so what we did, and a lot of people don't know this because we've been working on this for a, for a while now. Yes. What we did, well, we, we listened to the people who were really loving the product or whatever the case may be, the book, the book, the book. And so what we decided to do for you, young lady, and for anybody else who's interested, um, because we understand this pain and because we have an insight from, yeah. from, from a personal experience as well as an insight through all the other stuff, what we decided to do was create a course. Now, it's only three times a year. Three times a year we do it, yes. We can only do it three times a year. It's, it's too much to do. On a, on a consistent basis. We only do it three times a year. Yeah. And we create a course where we utilize our resources to walk with you through the process. Right. Walk with you through the program. Sometimes you need an opportunity to have someone to continue to validate you, to continue to urge you forward, to continue to uplift you. And, and just that, that person that you uh, admire, respect, someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I think. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So what we've done, um, the book, if you have not um, learned more about the book, go to the soultiesdetox.com. There's a link there that will tell you more about the book. But what we've done is we've created a step-by-step -step process. And it's all in the book. You can buy the book now on Amazon.com um, or anywhere books are sold. But it's a step-by-step -step process that walks you from your heart heartbreak all the way into your season of wholeness and we do that through very intentional step-by-step -step weeks intense. intentional yes. and intense weeks and we walk you step-by-step -step through everything that you need to do in order to not just get over them but we want to help you create new habits new things to be able to um, move forward into a healthy relationship and so the book is available, but what we found is that everybody that we've walked through the program with, everyone that has sat in with us during one of our quarterly classes has actually had much more success because there was accountability there, there was community there, and there was a sense of camaraderie of people that tell you that, hey, you're not in this alone. So the link is um, in the description here. We right, open right, right. up registration in the fall. Get on the pre-registration list because we will open it up for 24 hours early with a special price before we would launch it to the rest of the world. So you've got to be on the pre-registration list in order to get that one-day special price when we do open it up. And then from there, um, we'll open and then class begins in September. Yay. Alrighty. So here's what you do. Just to answer the question directly, get committed. 
Get to committed to yourself. Carlita said, love yourself enough. Get committed. Yes. You have to make the decision for yourself. We did not spend any time trying to decipher this guy. We, we could have psychologically. Yeah. We didn't spend any time trying to give you the code to why he acts the way he acts. We get right. those questions all the time. And a lot of times I entertain. <laughs> but we, we didn't give you the code to figure out why he is where he is. Because you have to begin to make a choice to be where you want to be. Yes. You have to make Period. a choice to be um who you want to be and to be how you want to be and sometimes it's going to take you not having what you thought you're supposed to have so you got to be committed so committed to your success that losses don't matter that losses are gains exactly that what you leave behind you is what propels you in front of you if that makes sense you have to be that committed you have to be looking forward to success okay so thank you for listening to the soul ties podcast recorded live on facebook and distribute it to itunes and soundcloud help us spread the word by rating us leaving a review and sharing and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode if this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom visit us at the soulties if you have questions that you'd like us to answer live please visit us on facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.